So as I mentioned last night, um, <clears throat> this afternoon, I want to speak a little bit about uh, Brindavan Das Thakur. And uh, I want to mention in this connection that uh, we owe a debt to Vamsi uh, uh, Das, who has taken a service at my request of weekly, every Sunday, sending me a calendar of the week, Vaishnav <laughs> calendar. And so here we are, and it's a holy day, as are many of the days on our calendar. I can't remember if it's the celebration of the appearance or discipline. It's probably the appearance of Brindavan Das Thakur. Um, and so we're uh, honored to have the opportunity to uh, remember him, speak something about him. I have to say at the onset that not much has been written about him, which is uh, regretfully the case with many of the extraordinary, super extraordinary uh, people in our saints, Salus in our uh, lineage, um, especially in and around the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's advent, Vrindavan Das comes, as we'll hear, uh, just as towards the end of that and didn't have a chance to meet him personally but at that time I mean in India there was uh, in in the circle of Mahabharata's uh, immediate influence some very extraordinary uh, people um, the world should should know something about them as they should about the Catholic saints in, in, in their time and so forth who were extraordinary and saints of all uh, traditions but ours is particularly uh Rich and uh, a real, uh, uh, these saints really serve as a testament to the uh, all that we talk about. Hmm? Uh, that there's more than what meets the eye and and the mind, and it's it's pretty relishable and um, worth pursuing. So uh, I will say a few words about Vrindavan Das Tagore, and and probably not too many because not many have been said, but I will say what I can say and what it leads me to think about as as I say it and then we'll we have time we'll ask for questions and and I, I speak again today in the spirit of yesterday's lecture with the center of which was that the reason that we get together uh, like this is to uh, for the sake of of uh, dispelling and cleansing as Mahaprabhu said the mirror of our Chitta, hmm? uh, that subtle organ of that constitutes a, a awareness, it, uh, cleansing it, re- removing from that all these impressions of the world that we're be- carrying with us uh, over lifetimes, and with a view to replace them with impressions from that side. Hmm? So uh, this is a good example of how we can we can do that. It doesn't have to be a group of us. There's an, it doesn't have to be a celebrated uh, speaker, whatnot, uh, to get together on such days, even with your own family, and remember such persons. We do regarding Vrindavan Das, of course. We remember him during all of my lectures because we invoke his. Um, uh, kind of namaskar verse of Chaitanya Bhagwat, that he, where he glorifies uh, Gore and Nityananda, 
and in, in as I've said before other times when I asked about that that we we sing that song as we do or that verse as we do the Namaskar verse the specific Namaskar verse of Chaitanya Charitamrita composed by Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami with a view to be reminded of them the composers and so forth I've told before uh, that uh, I was once asked by a god brother of mine, Guru Kripa Swami, regarding uh, the uh, famous pranam verse um, of Rupa Goswami that he composed as an offering to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Some of you may know it. If you do, please join me as we recite it. Namo Mahabhadanaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gaura Tishenama very nice verse. It describes the guna, the, the nam, guna, lila, rupa of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, but anyway, he asked me, the Swami, what do you think of when you chant that verse? And so is it the nam, the guna, the lila, the rupa? There's many things that you could say, or you could say all of them and so forth. And I said, you know, I know you've got some answer that you know I don't know, so you might as well come out with it and say what it is. Uh, and he said, and he said, Rupa Goswami. When we say the verse, we think of Rupa Goswami, who wrote the verse. And I was very moved by that. And that's really struck struck me as, yes, that's that's really who could who could say such a thing about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Who could think that far, that deeply, and, and and by which we might say, yes, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is this Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that? And, you know, where does it come from? To trace that out, and who is that person? And this, this is how it has come to us. And and to offer our homage, you know, to to such persons, remember them. This is really the best way to acquire these bhakti samskars because they are the bearers of them. Their very faith, the faith that's moving them, and so forth, to say what they say, to write what they write, to act in the way that they did, and so forth. Um, and 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 just by remembering them, even in their absence uh, on such days, and so forth, to visit the places of their where they're. Um, their sadhaka days, their practitioners' bodies have been entombed, their samadhis, and uh, touch the dust of that place to our head. So this, this is how we should spend our lives, and it's so different, isn't it, than how people are spending their lives in the modern world and the concerns they have and so forth, and uh, and uh, and that with the idea that that this is you know what life's about, and and it's progressive and so forth. It's it's it's. The world is so uh, odd today, to me especially in the United States, it's becoming very bizarre. So it just kind of like hits home that much more how the uh, our values are very, very, very extremely uh, different, and we should try to get strength from one another to pursue them wholeheartedly, in which we do. Of course, if we do wholeheartedly, we really won't have much to complain about anybody else. Um, there's a lot of homework um, in our own hearts to deal with. And and that's probably the best way to attract others. Say, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm working on myself today. Uh, yeah, that's probably sounds like a good idea. So with that uh, brief introduction, please try to say a few words about Sri Brindabandasaka, Brindabandasaka, Mahashai Ki Jai. So Brindabandasaka um, is, as I mentioned, that he. Um, uh, did not have the uh, opportunity to um, meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu personally, and the 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 extent what that meant to him, the extent to which he felt that in his heart of hearts, 
uh, comes out very strongly if one pays attention to his book. And, and those moments uh, are very powerful. Those kind of moments. Of, in fact, I have a, a moment of I've cited it before, and I wasn't going to maybe read it later on, but let me read it now. It's just kind of coming up here spontaneously. It's it's a it's a it's a section in his book where he um, writes about missing really the darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Although, as we'll hear, proceeding, uh, he had the not only the darshan of Nityananda Prabhu, he was initiated by Nityananda Prabhu personally. Um, um, but uh, still, there is he, he's like he's come. He he was born uh, four years after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyasa. Mahaprabhu was already gone to Jagannath Puri. That was half of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's life. He took sannyasa at 24. He left the world in his auntie Lila at 48. And uh, Vrindavan Das, so Vrindavan Das was, we'll say, four when he was 24. So add 24 to four and you get 28. He's 28, a young man. Some of you know what it's like to be 28. And... Uh, and this was happening in the world, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he had, of course, the association of Nityananda Prabhu, the other self of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. You'd think that was enough, but the extent to which Nityananda Prabhu was so dedicated to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that it, 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 it's, uh, it's uh, uh, contagious. And, and so there's a few places in his work where he laments um, not having the opportunity to meet Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, not to be have taken birth just, you know, just imagine just, you know, 20 years earlier he could have been partaking in the Prakat, the manifest Leela in Nabadweep with so many of Mahaprabhu's associates by the, because by the time he became of age and so forth, they were also, had passed on and, and so forth. So there's a, there's a very palpable uh, uh, feeling that he expresses in some of his writing. When you hear that, if you pay attention there, he can really burn a, you know, a some scar in your jitta. It can make it make an inroad there. You know, the, the indelible mark. Um, um, and this is this is what we want. Uh, read for those those types of moments and so for the feel when they when when they can express some feeling themselves while telling, for example, the narrative and so forth. We we find it in Chaitanya Charitamrita too. Places where Krishna has done so, and in, in writings of Rupa and others. So let me uh, read this, and it's something I've cited before, um, but uh, this is from the Chaitanya Bhagwat. My translation, Brindavan Das says, surrounded by his sishas, Sri Satchinandan sat on the bank of the Ganges. If I had millions of mouths, I could not do justice to this beautiful sight. Nothing in the three worlds compares, not the moon, surrounded by stars, for the moon bears spots, waxes and wanes, while Prabhu is always full and spotless. Not with Brihaspati, who is the guru of the gods, who is partial only to the gods, for Prabhu is partial to everyone. Not to Cupid, who enters one's heart, causing agitation, for when Prabhu enters, one's heart Sangsara is destroyed and one's heart becomes happy. As such, all these comparisons are faulty. But there is one fitting comparison that comes to mind. Just as Sri Nanda Kumar, Krishna, sat in the midst of the Gopas on the bank of the Jamuna, 
reveling in his coward Leela, that same Krishna Chandra in the form of a Brahmin enjoyed himself sitting in the, amidst those same coward boys on the bank of the Ganga. Who can calculate the fortune of the lucky souls who saw this bliss? Merely seeing one who has witnessed this bliss, that soul is freed from samsara. My impious birth did not take place at that time, and hence I was cheated out of the joy of that darshan, O Gaur Chandra. Show me your mercy, that I may remember this leela birth after birth, wherever you and Nityananda perform pastimes with your cowherd companions. May I be present there. In service. So this is how he really. This is a con, you know confessional kind of outpouring in the midst of a of a historical and philosophical theological narrative where the whole narrative itself is now playing back on him and affecting him, and he just comes out with things that he probably feels embarrassed about having said that things that we should. Celebrate that 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 what is the Upadesha Amrit to say? Priti Lakshan, Dadati Patagrinati, Guhyam Akyati, Guhyam Akyati Prichiti. You wrote that newsletter many years ago. I remember seeing that. To share, to have association such that the sadhu shares his or her heart. Have a feeling, so here he's come out with it, and 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 we were able to to have bask in such thoughts, such feelings that he had for Gorchandra, and of course it's obvious that his his bhavas is um, um, that of Sakya Rati, which is um, or fraternal love, which is something we can touch on further as we, as we. Um, proceed with the with the discussion, um, but again, four years after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sanyas, he appeared in the world. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had gone already to Puri. He left the world at 48, and leaving Vrindavan Das at, at 28. Uh, he was born in Modadrum Dweep, Modadrum Dweep, one of the Dweepas or islands of Navadweep. Nava means nine. The nine islands. Um, at the at the Bay of Bengal, hmm? uh, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared, he appeared in the center of them at Antardweep, Mayapur, and they are have been compared to petals of a lotus. These islands that uh, represent the nine different um, Angas, principal angas of bhakti given by Prahlad, like hearing, chanting, remembering, um, and uh, and so forth. They also represent different uh, principal uh, and secondary uh, sentiments like dasya, sakya, vatsalya, madhurya, and so forth. Um, so uh, this is uh, and this is the the esoteric uh, vision of. Navadweep. Now you go there, and it's, you don't see all the islands. The Ganga has shifted in, in different ways and so forth. But uh, great persons in, 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 the, in the founder of our own lineage, in a sense, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, went, went to, did much seva to Navadweep to uh, reveal where everything was from a bhava vision that can't be seen by the naked eye. So now we're crossing into this island, and you, you haven't gone over any water, but 
Mukti Manoda seeing the water there <laughs> and uh, and expressing his own, uh, sharing his own bhava as he went from this dweep to that dweep, from this island to that island, coming into Moda Drum Dweep. Moda Drum, Drum, Drum means tree. And Moda, Moda means delight or pleasure, joy. It's a pleasure tree island. Hmm. <laughs> this is where uh, this Vrindamandas uh, Thakur uh, appeared in the world, and uh, among other things, uh, Bhakti Thakur, and I think prior to him also, uh, you can find such a description in Bhakti Ratnakar, which is the first kind of history of the saints of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's association, uh, a sangha that's very shortly after the disappearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But the description of what of of Navadweep. Uh, excuse me, excuse me Modo Dreamweep in terms of how it corresponds with Vrindavan because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Gore is Krishna. He's not anybody, he's not in the other avatar. He's not in the avatar of Krishna. He's Krishna himself. He's avatari. We've talked about this, of course, many, many times. But uh, his interest, just in brief, his interest in, in, in Prema Madhurya is an interest that no other avatar of Krishna has, right? Prema Madhurya, Venu Madhurya, Lila Madhurya, and Rupa Madhurya. We can find all the interest in all these things in Chaitanya Charitamrita and the person of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. No other avatar is interested in these things. They have their own bhava interests and so forth. This is these are the qualities of for Krishna alone. And so Mahaprabhu Chaitanya this is in a simple way I'm explaining as I've said at other times he's Krishna. So Navadweep is is Vrindavan. It's Vrindavan, as I said before, kind of on tilt, hmm? because after all, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna on tilt. Krishna trying to understand what he's like from Radha's vantage point that he can himself cannot access, and trying to do that, the Vishaya Lambana, the object of love tries to step into the shoes of the vessel of love, Radha, and everything gets turned upside down. I think it may be Bhaktivinotak was explained. That's why all the islands, they, they, they're not in order and the places are a little scattered. They don't fit just like, okay, here is, put the pieces of the puzzle together and turn it over. It's the same in Vrindavan and, and Navadvip. They're all there, but they're scattered out a little bit because Krishna is on, on tilt. Through Sankirtan, and uh, and and really he was right, even in his Acharya uh, Sadhu Lila, uh, in that in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself passing out in swoons and and uh, leaping and uh, weeping and uh, and so forth. So Navadweep is Vrindavan, yes, but it's a special part of Vrindavan. It's a special moment in Vrindavan that's given birth to that and 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 this is the is the most intimate uh, 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 section if you will of, of the Vrindavan Leela Krishna's introspection and, and so forth and his desire to taste the Baba of Radha so very uh, therefore as Pujapachita Maharaj used to say if you come to Navadweep and they ask where you, if you come to Vrindavan, and they ask where are you coming from, on whose recommendation have you come here? Like, 
like meeting a Peter and Paul or something at the pearly gates, and they say, "How'd you? Who? Okay, who'd you? What church were you with? You know, so, let's check the records and see if you're on there." So, in a simple way, he said like that. If you say, "Oh, I'm coming from Navadvip," they just open the doors, no questions asked. Coming through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then the doors wide open. This is, this is, the, he created the venue like the, for, for such uh, access to to Vrindavan. So. So, what is it uh, in relation to Vrindavan? Uh, it is Bandiravana. Hmm? Bandiravana means that uh, forest in which the great Bandir, Bandir means banyan tree, the great, so sweet tree, happy tree, joy tree, Modadrum Dweep, and the banyan. And this is a special banyan tree. It's very, very famous. It's very famous. You know about it, I'm sure. Very famous banyan tree of Braj, meeting place of Krishna's friends, gopis also hmm, there. Uh, very, very large and generous tree. It's been described in different ways by those who have been blessed in in Braj, who are living, Maturabhas, as Uru Goswami recommended, live in Braj hmm, as a powerful Anga of Bhakti. This is one of the reasons because the leelas of Krishna are always going on there invisibly. Hmm? And they're not always going on invisibly here. We could create a situation where they could start, to, and that's what we try to do that, but there they are automatically. So it's a very powerful place to reside in terms of performing sadhana, and you can get glimpses hmm, of of the leela. Hmm? You can have a glimpse of this banyan tree. You, can see, you can't see it by the naked eye, if you go there today, hmm? there are many nice statements in, in largely in Braha Purana, but some section of the Vrindavan Mahatmi of the of the uh, of the uh, Padma Purana also um, uh, in different tantras where glimpses of this have been of this brudge have been described with the closing statement to the description to be seen only by advanced uh, devotees uh, uh, although anyone could have a glimpse at any time there in any part hmm? uh, descriptions of the of how every fortnight I think it is at a certain time at Govardhan Hill in, in, at night uh, it, uh, uh, lights flash hmm? and light up the whole sky and and in Brahmakund on the northern shore there's an Ashok tree that blossoms at this time Every day, throughout the year, special flower. These type of things. So, we can have a glimpse, uh, so that you can have. A, there have been different glimpses, if you will, of the bandira, the, the banyan tree, and different descriptions. So it shows itself in different ways, uh, and and maybe to the same person differently at different times. A good example is Jiva Goswami thinking his Gopal Champu. In one place, he says, "And I saw the banyan, the bandira tree, and it's 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 not that tall." Because its branches are very wide, and so that the coward boys can cross the Ganges just on the branches. Hmm? Another place he says it's eight yojanas tall and it's one yojana wide, so it showed itself different ways at different times. Hmm? It's in the northeast section of Braj, on the eastern side of the Jamuna, where there are five of the twelve bonds or forests that make up 
the Brajmandal. You know, there are 12 forests, right? So there's seven on the western side and there's five on the eastern side. And the Bandiravan, uh, what is it, Bailvan, uh, and so I can't remember them all. But they're all bonds or forests on the east side that Ram, Balram, presides over. Hmm. Balram presides over and, uh, and, and, and Ram also, from Ram Leela, has some affiliation with Bandiravan and with Modadum Dweep. Um, he also has uh, appeared there in Modadum Dweep to different uh, devotees, giving his darshan and having the darshan with Sita during their banishment, where they traveled throughout the forest and so forth, having the darshan there of Gorsundar and explaining it mm-hmm. to Sita, <laughs> what would be what would come in the future and so forth. So this is where our Vrindavan uh, Das appeared in a forest. Mm-hmm. It called Moda Dumdweep, that is one with Bandiravan of, of Braj, presided over by uh, Balaram, good place for someone of that sentiment to uh, a fraternal love to make his uh, appearance uh, in the world. And this, again, just four years after Mahaprabhu uh, took sannyas. From Mamagachi, the actual town there in Moda Dumdweep, um, and it's a great tree, that banyan tree, and the trees, the branches are. They sometimes the coward boys will just climb up and use them as a bed. Hmm? And there's, you know, how banyan trees are. They're, they're a forest themselves, hollows of. There are many hollows for taking shelter in and making houses and tree forts and things like that. Uh, so, from the, in this island, on this island, from Mamagachi, he left there uh, at ten years old. I should say, and we really can't. I should backtrack a moment, go on any further, speaking about Vrindavan uh, Dastak without mention, we mentioned his birth, but what about his mother, right? So he is the, the son of the celebrated Narayani Devi, who is one of the uh, nieces of uh, Shiva's Thakur. Hmm? And um, when she was only four years old, uh, it happened to coincide with Mahaprabhu's uh, beginning of Mahaprabhu's um, Sankirtan efforts and the setting of the administration of the Kazi Strait about Sankirtan. Hmm? And so in a kind of a angry mood, he uh, stormed into Shivas's house and said, I am he, I am he, this kind of thing. I am saying I am Bhagwan, showing some Aishwarya. And I will chastise the Kazi. And if anyone, Shivastakur, would have uh, cause to be uh, concerned, because you know he was holding the kirtans in, in his house. So you know the neighbors were complaining. The police were coming to his house, and um, and he was uh, disturbing the peace. Um, so Mahaprabhu was assuring him, "You have nothing to fear." You have taken shelter. We have nothing to fear. Roaring like a lion in this way, I am he. And, and then he called all the family members in and performed kirtan and blessed them all. Um, and in the kirtan, he shared some special transmission uh, dispensation to Narayan. He was not old enough to understand any of these things, but began to weep in ecstasy and sing out the name of Krishna and Gore. 
So she took somehow uh, found her way into Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's heart in a big, big way in the very beginning of her life. Gorgandesh Deepika of Kabikarnapur has identified her with one of the nursemaids, Kalimba, of Krishna Leela, assistants of Mother Yasoda in the Leela there. Hmm. Uh, so appearing as Narayani and uh, Narayani uh, uh, from that day on, as often as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu ate in the house of Sri Thakur, his remnants, by his own insistence, would be given to Narayani. So it's like preparing her for the for the, the seed of Vrindavan uh, Thakur who would take shelter of her uh, uh, womb and uh, issue forth from there to uh, become a celebrated person that he that he is so she plays a very special role uh, her his father doesn't play a very special role and there's not a lot of information about that there are different conjectures by different sadhus um, I one of them is the conjecture that he's standing was not that uh, uh, firm in bhakti and faith in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and uh, um, it, which kind of, or they didn't know who he was, is another one, kind of brought into in, into question the what the child would be, hmm? which is has some parallel with how the Godis have come to think about Vrindavan Das with regard to his contribution, and literary contribution, in the form of uh, Chaitanya Bhagwat. You know, he has also been referred to as the Vyas of Chaitanya Leela. We'll have to look at that a little bit, but Vyasa's birth was uh, questionable, hmm? because Parashuram kind of, out of a in, a, in a, in a, in a moment of, it was uncharacteristic of such a controlled sage, he, um, uh, became intimate with a fisherman's uh, daughter at the crossing of, uh, of a river, and Vyas was born not exactly an arranged marriage, and uh, and uh, a lot of consideration uh, you know put into it and so forth. But as odd and uncharacteristic as that would be of a sage and saintly person as Parashar, we have to judge it by its results. The results was Vyas, right? And that's a pretty good kid there. <laughs> uh, so sometimes Krishna plays a hand, obviously, in the lives of his devotees and causes them to do things that would be unbecoming for purposes of his own. Hmm? So there's there's other parallels too, but that's one that comes to mind at this stage of the discussion as we go through his, uh, his life as it's been related to us by different texts and so forth. So, son of Narayani, hmm? and um, um, and at the age of 10, then he said to have left Mamagachi and he joined the group of Nityananda Prabhu, who, uh, as you may know, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Puri, canvassing, the canvassing that was begun in Navadweep by Gore and Nityananda, was carried on extensively and expanded um, considerably by Nityananda Prabhu, who was requested to do so explicitly, directly, by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, to the extent that Chaitanya Dev 
at one point told him, don't return annually to Puri with the other devotees. That's a very powerful statement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I mean, you know what that meant to come, I mean, they were living to come and join Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Puri every year on the pretext of coming for the Rathiyatra. They were coming to spend time with the moving Jagannath, right, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and uh, and what the festivities were like and so forth as we read in Chaitanya Charitamrita. But Mahaprabhu told him, don't come back. You stay in Bengal and deliver the people there. This is Mahaprabhu's heart for us and and in it, in his heart takes the shape of Nityananda Prabhu. His other self, his heart, his compassion heart is extended through his person of Nityananda Prabhu who just uh, went uh, uh, far and wide through Bengal, sometimes described as falling at the feet of people at their doors, begging them to chant the name of Krishna and so forth. Extremely generous uh, person in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. He is the person at Dinandapu in his group that, as we are hearing, Vrindavan Das is part of, that it, that um, in the context of sharing the Prema Dharma and the wealth of Golok brought to the world through Namsan Kirtan by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they went, uh, so to speak, beyond that and also tendered to the 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 material needs of of people we don't find for example the Goswamis aren't writing and contributing in that way they have their very significant uh, contribution to the sampradaya but in, in Nityananda we find some social activism form of of, of Vaishnavism along in the context of the bestowing of prema I mean the very sankirtan as a, as a as a function became the dominant ritual that retired other rituals that didn't allow all people from all castes to come together because the Brahmins would have their rituals and the Sudras would have their type and the mercantile class like this and they were mostly mercantile people but now they had been ostracized for different reasons from the from the Hindu community largely and Mahaprabhu gave, uplifted them, gave them a new or Nityananda a new form of social uh, uh, intercourse, reason to get together and have a party, so forth and whatever, and all the rituals are, you know, uh, everything's consumed within it. Sent it. Like Prabhupada would say when we would do a big ritual thing, a marriage, or you know, the big thing was the installation of Krishna and Balaram and Vrindavan, which was like a three, I think it was a three-day affair, at least three days. Priests were coming in and saying this, all oh, that, and another one coming in from there, and a, it was a huge, huge ritual for the installation of Krishna and Balaram. Every now and then in it, there was a function for the Acharya. So someone they would go in and bring Prabhupada out. Prabhupada would come in and put the Tulsi leaf and go back into his room. And so this thing was going on for days. And um, Prabhupada had a chuckle about it, you know. And he said, and then after after it was done, of course, we performed Sankirtan. And Prabhupada said, actually, it was all complete just by the Kirtan. That was, this was just a show. For, for everybody who thinks you need all these things and the real ritual yagnai sankirtana prayer yajantihi sumedas I mean a little smart you know this is the this is this yagya this is the sacrifice for for Kali Yuga so with that he really uplifted the common uh, people and um, you can find uh, accounts of his associates 
performing uh, welfare work, feeding people, housing people, uh, and you know we'll house you, we'll feed you, just chant, you know, <laughs> something like that. We'll facilitate you in every way. Um, it's like I feel like with all my household disciples, if I had enough money, I just I was thinking about just the other night, I would give them. If I had this much money, I would give this this one, this one. I would pay for this one. I would give them all, <laughs> and, they would, and they would just be freed because they're burdened by <laughs> necessities to just chant and be happy and, <laughs> and so forth. So. A little bit of Nityananda's grace <laughs> in me. <laughs> so, um, so he took up uh, the the company. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a young boy at, at ten years old, and they traveled doing sankirtan throughout Bengal. Mahaprabhu was in Puri, right? Nityananda Prabhu was still widely canvassing and so forth. And um, and at uh, at one point uh, they came to the village of Danur, which is in Mamagat Modadum Dweep, and the same island and so forth. And there was a, a devotee there of Nityananda Prabhu. I forget his name, some Chakrabarti, um, and um, he was, you know, had met Nityananda Prabhu, but he was a devotee of him. And 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 here comes Nityananda Prabhu. It's described it in with 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 a band of devotees in white. Blue and saffron dhotis. So he doesn't have to be white; he could be blue. <laughs> so they, they, they're doing sankirtan, you know, through the countryside, and like I was meditating on it you know, this morning. Here comes the whole group. Was his, you know, experience, if you will. And so he wanted to f- lunch, feed them, and offered them lunch and so forth. But Nityananda said, "There's too many of us." You know, how could you possibly do that? Bring some dal, bring some rice. We'll make the kitri. And then he made the kitri and it was distributed to everyone and so forth. And after the meal, the lunch, this boy, at this point, um, uh, Vrindavan Das uh, had been initiated. He was initiated when he was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Das, incidentally, Krishnas Kaviraj, as you know, there's probably no one in Gaudiya Vaishnavism who has glorified Vrindavan Das Thakur more in writing than Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami in his own book, Chaitanya Charjamrita. And the things that he says about them are very, very uh, flattering and, and worth uh, uh, recalling, even committing to memory. One of them that I recall, uh, just coming to me as we speak about the fact that that Vrindavan um, Das Thakur was initiated disciple of and he was the last disciple of Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm. And it's just, he's coming just on the tail end of things, right? Of the whole Gore Leela manifesting. And um, Krishnadas says, and he was the favorite disciple. He was the favorite disciple of Nityananda Prabhu. Yeah. So right after the lunch, this favorite disciple of Nityananda Prabhu could understand that Nityananda Prabhu would like to eat some haritaki, which was a common. After taking the meal, you'd like kind of wash your mouth with it or something like that and spit it out. Have you ever had haritaki? I, I don't know. It's not something I would do, but I wish I could be born there and have a taste for it. So he, out of his dhoti, he pulled out a piece of haritaki, anticipating that Nityananda Prabhu would, would ask for that. So you could see how he was a forward thinker with regard to serving his, his guru, right? And Nityananda Prabhu took it from him. He ate the haritaki, he spit out, however you do it, you know, what was left in the haritaki tree sprung up in that place, still there today. 
um, from planted by Nityananda Prabhu and from the, the feelings of of um, Vrindavan Das. But uh, much to your surprise, to hear, uh, I imagine, Nityananda Prabhu chastised him. He was displeased with him externally. The reason he was ex- pleased, displeased with him is because he said, "You are a brahmachari." He was a so a nice a brahmachari, a celibate through his whole life, Vrindavan Das, and uh, you are um, worrying about the future and stocking, stockpiling <laughs> for the future. <laughs> and you can't be a brahmachari and live like that. So you have to stay here. My group is going on, and I drop you off here uh, in Danuar, a place called Danuar. And there he stayed. And there he established the deity of Gornitinanda. And there he worshipped them. There he set up what's called a Sripat, kind of like a preaching outreach center. And there, in his meditation, in separation from Nityananda Prabhu, he got the blessing of Nityananda Prabhu in the form of the command, which he writes about in Chaitanya Bhagavad, to write about Gaurila, to write the great book, um, Chaitanya Bhagavad. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Uh, this is the first real comprehensive sacred biography of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Prior to that, Murari Gupta had written some some notes. You may have seen his book; it's been translated, but it's 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 not. It's just like some notes, and it's not anywhere near as comprehensive. So this is like, who would, you know, have the audacity or feel the qualification to do that? Hmm? And apparently, he, of course, he, in his own book, so it's apparent. Yeah, he shared the fact that he was commanded within his heart by Antaryami Nityananda Prabhu to to write the book. And at the time of the writing of the book, this was probably uh, in the mid- middle of the 16th century. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had passed on. There's no uh, record of Nityananda Prabhu's passing. Hmm? We don't have a date for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's passing. We know he's 48 years old. I don't think we know the age of Nityananda Prabhu. When he left, he was 12 years older than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But um, there's often not an emphasis on the disappearance dates and, and details of, 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 of Bhagwan and his different appearances. Um, but uh, so around you know 1550 or something like that, which would have put Vrindavan Das, you know, 40, 35, 40, 45 years old when he wrote Chaitanya Bhagavat. He was much younger than Krishna Das when he was writing Chaitanya Charitamrita in his old, old age. But it still... It was a. It's interesting because it was a time when the Gaudiya Sampradaya was in disarray. Now you will think, why is it in disarray? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was just there, just shortly. Yeah, it could be disarray now. You know, we're quite distanced from the time of its uh, its origins and so forth. But I think there was kind of an internal disarray, if you will, um, that didn't allow it to be as outgoing and, and vibrant. Hmm? Um, at the time, and there's a similar, there's a parallel to that with the time of Bhakti Vinod Thakur, because you can read accounts where it seems like Gaudi Vaishnavism was alive and well and vital, hmm? and you can read accounts that it was in a in a very uh, deplorable um, condition, and I think that there's the two sides to that. 
Um, because obviously Bhaktivinoda Thakur himself was nourished by some association, sadhus that were Jagannath Das Babaji that he personally was associated with, for example, and, and uh, uh, he made it some emphasis of uh, on his influences like Gorkashor Das Babaji, uh, you know, uh, put a few of those together and he got a pretty good group, and, and, there, and there's more than that as well. Um, but they were not interacting with the progressing, if you can call it that, world. Hmm? They were internal, they were in the doms, so it was well and alive in some persons, if you could find them, kind of a thing. But as far as the public side of it, which is very much Nityananda Prabhu's work under the influence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, public outreach and so forth, that Prabhupada was so pressed by for public outreach, empowered as he was by Nitai Chand, that this was uh, uh, had diminished considerably. So if you look at it from that side, then what the what the general public think of Gaudiya Vaishnavism? There was some something in the past, and there was some misrepresentation too um, that stood out and so forth. Uh, but at the same time, at the, in a similar way, at the time of that of Chaitanya Bhagavatam was written, you find some type of moving inward and dealing with the separation of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I don't think at that time the Keturi Gram festival had been um, celebrated, which was kind of a collecting everybody up together and let's go forward here. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was gone. You know, we, we go forward with the campaign, something like that. So Brindavan Das's book at the time, Chaitanya Bhagavat, was something of like a prelude, you know, to the to the uplifting uh, uh, nature of the Keturi Gram festival, which he also attended, uh, it, it, it it boosted the spirit. It, 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 it was as if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had again appeared in their lives in a prominent way in the form of Chaitanya Bhagwat. So, I mean, this book was so uh, celebrated by the associates of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when Vrindavan, that when excuse me, when Krishnadas came to Vrindavan, that was all they were reading. Krishnadas was sent to Vrindavan by Nityananda Prabhu and there he said all your desires will be fulfilled there he got the blessing to write Chaitanya Charitamrita and so forth and when he got there they were all reading the Chaitanya Bhagavad and this was giving them life hmm? so it really filled a kind of a vacuum a hole that had been created by the disappearance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Nityananda Prabhu hmm? and you know what, what to do from there so very uh, uh Orchestrated again by Nityananda Prabhu, very timely, and uh, the extent to which it was heartening to the devotees is is it is a, you know the measure of its success. Vaishnav Toshini, hmm? <laughs> in a big way, he was able to please satisfy so many Vaishnavas by his recalling of the and the and, and, and writing of the narrative. Of uh, of Gorlila extensively, it, you know, it's it's quite voluminous um, text, um, and and of course uh, there's uh, as I've said before, there's another excellence of Chaitanya Bhagwat, the, the work of of Brindavan Das, in that it's very much focused on Navadweep. We find the in the writing of Krishna Das where he defers to Brindavan Das in Chaitanya Charitamrita, that he does not write extensively about the Navadweep Adi Lila because 
as in his own words, it has been extensively written about by Vrindavan Das. The main center and focus of Chaitanya Charitamrita is the Madhya Lila. That's the focus. And Kaviraj Goswami himself makes that point. It's the focus uh, where all the Siksha is, the Rupa Sanatan, conversion of Sarvabhoma, and so on and so forth. The outreach of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his preaching, his Sadaka Deha. In Navadvipa, he's really not in a Sadaka Deha. He's not even initiated and finally gets initiated and then he takes an house and he's gone uh, less than a year after he was initiated. Very short period of time that he was there. Nityananda Prabhu came, joined, and Mahaprabhu took sannyas and went to Puri. Um, initially, Nityananda Prabhu went with him, but very, his, after his initiation in sannyas, he's teaching by example. That's why he took sannyas, right? And this is all in, in Jagannath Puri. Yes, the auntie is all in Jagannath Puri, but you, you can't say much about that. It's just like out there, and he's weeping, and he... And these songs are being sung to him uh, to pacify his bhava and so forth. And, and uh, you really need to focus on the Madhya Leela, then the bhava will come. And it will come. I mean, even just coming to gatherings like this, when we have a festival at Saragrai, when there's a talk, and there's a big kirtan, and there's prasadam, there's other devotees, and you can get a bhas, a bhava bhas, and think, that was a great festival, that was a great talk, that was a great kirtan. You can get an abhas. This is what we this is what we say. I got I was in ecstasy. When you really mean it, it means you're getting some abhas. Rupa Goswami explains Baba Bas as a chai, as a shadow, in this way. It's a kind of a, a, a blessing in a in a in a forecasting of what's what what your life could be like all the time. Hmm? Um, so um, so the Madhyalila is the center, and of course, Marilila is showing the way by which you will go from external life of bhakti and be drawn internally to the point where the antilila becomes more significant, and and you can. You know, I think we lost a microphone. You can, and uh, well, you can hear me, right? Um, you can better relate. To the Auntie Leela, because it's about bhava, and you and you and you've got bhava. So, in contrast to that focus of Chaitanya Charitamrita, as I say, the focus of the Chaitanya Bhagavat is the Brindaban, or excuse me, the Navadvipa the Adi Leela, which happens to be the Leela that we want to enter into. And so, from the Madhi Leela of Chaitanya Charitamrita to the Auntie Leela of Chaitanya Charitamrita to the Navadweep Leela, hmm? and entering into the Kirtan in the house of uh, Srivastakur and uh, and uh, uh, swimming on the bank in, in, in the Ganga and uh, all of these early Leelas granted um, in their Aprakata uh, unmanifest uh, form in Golok. But at any rate, this is a specialty of Vrindavan uh, Das's book. Hmm? While Krishna Das's book is more sophisticated theologically speaking, hmm? um, and that's its specialty, if you will, one of the reasons that he defers to and glorifies Vrindavan Das is because of this focus on Navadvip, the Navadvip Lila. Here we find him pining to, if I could only have been part of it in the manifest form of that Navadvip Lila. Um, 
So this is the Vrindavan of Gorlila. Puri is like the Dwarka, a moment, a certain moment in Dwarka. That's Jagannath Puri. One moment, one Prakash of Dwarka, where Krishna is reflecting back on Vrindavan and everything turns upside down, inside out. And that is this Jagannath. This is this one moment. And so 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 in that way. You see, and Mahaprabhu was living in that moment in Puri. So he's also in Vrindavan in Puri. That's why sometimes I said, Vrindavan is also in Puri. Yeah, in that way, in that sense. Hmm? But the idea is is to, to live in Navadweep, right? Hmm? To live in Vrindavan. Um, to go hand in hand with Mahaprabhu to the house of Srivast, perform Kirtan, and, and so forth. And so the contribution, literal, from from a literary point of view, of of Vrindavan uh, Das is considerable. The uh, the language, the way he writes in the book, is is a little bit caustic at times, hmm? and a little bit in your face. Very different from Vrindavan Das, who's overtly, or excuse me, the Krishna Das, who's overtly very very humble and um, mostly he says a couple of things. He gets a little little upset with the non devotees at times. Um, and a little, and he gets a little frustrated with other sampradayas at times. Uh, you can, you can, if you know what, what you're reading, you can say, "Oh, he's a little frustrated with the Ramanujas there, or the Madhvas over here." He's a, but he's very polite <laughs> still. But Brindabandas is a little, a little more crass at times, in in the way he uh, accentuates, emphasizes certain uh, points. They probably the most caustic sections are where he kind of like curses people and says, you know, I kick on your head with shoes if you don't worship Nityanat Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I'll kick on your head with shoes. And it, it's so extreme, that kind of uh, and caustic, that language that some people later, uh, somewhat more distant from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, question, you know, the 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 the, the sadhuness, the saintliness of Vrindavan Das for speaking like that, because after all, Mahaprabhu said we should be more humble than a blade of grass, and he's saying, I kick on your head with shoes if you don't worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That's what I say to you. So, um, it's peculiar. Um, different ways to think about it. Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur addressed it once by more or less saying, if Vrindavan Das kicks on your head with shoes, that's good for you. Uh, it, it will, it, it might bring uh, Mahaprabhu's attention to you, who would say, "Oh, my devotee has spoken so harshly to you. I, I'm sorry." Hmm? Uh, uh, and then you're supposed to figure out, like the Kumars are supposed to figure out, when Narayan was apologizing for the behavior of the gatekeepers, that the fault was really in the Kumaras, not in Jai Vijay, if you know the story. Hmm? Um, so. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes, oh, my devotee spoke like that. That's so bad of him. You'll forgive him, won't you? You're supposed to go. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was saying that about his own devotees. Because of what his devotee has done, a bad thing, he's coming here even. He's even present where his devotees do bad things. He's in their lives. Pichet, um, or however you want to think about it. And you're supposed to think that maybe it wasn't a bad thing. He brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to talk to me to think about me. Hmm? Somehow he got me here and he wouldn't have come otherwise. And so celebrate the boot of, of Vrindavan Das Thakur. And uh, of course, uh, 
Prabhupada also used to say that too. I kick on his head with shoes. He would say the exact same thing at times to um, um, maybe maybe the when he was talking about scientists or something. And they say this. And then, what do you say, Prabhupada? Then I say kick on his head with shoes. <laughs> yeah, we would go whoa, you know, okay. Uh, uh, we kind of liked it actually, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> no, but we didn't expect to do that. But. Uh, but it's, it was an interesting expression. And there are other similar expressions of Prabhupada like that. Um, once I was asked by a godbrother of mine, Giri Rajmarsh, how to deal with those kind of statements of Prabhupada in our times when people ask, you know, like, your guru said that, you know, we should drop the bombs on them. Hmm? And then, you know, say, Jan Hare Krishna, or we'll, you know, drop a bomb on you, or something, you know, sometimes he said things like that. And then he would chuckle and. And some of his foolish devotees would think, "Yeah, we'll drop bombs." Yeah, like I, 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 I had the fortune of being invited to make a comment. I think it was on a thread on Facebook on a on a group that's called Friends of 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 Sridhar Pujapat Sridhar Maharaj or something like that. And there was a picture of Prahlad being embraced up to draw a painting by um, Nishingadev. And so I commented on there that. I think it was Gordas who asked me to make a comment or something, and I commented on there that uh, you know this is really beautiful. This is something that people a lot of times don't think about that 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 form of the Godhead, the Shringadev, corresponds with that ferocious form corresponds with the gentleness of the of the Perlad. I mean, you couldn't find a more gentle person and compassionate person than Perlad who's praying for the, the deliverance. Of demons who are attacking him, hmm? that's Prahlad. In, instead of some guy who got Nasringa Dave's tattoo on his arm, and he says, "Yeah, Nasringa," and he's thinking, "Let's kill the demons and so forth." That's not how the devotee uh, of Nasringa Dave is actually thinking. He's supposed to become gentle by his influence. Prahlad is the example. Even if you want to look at Jai Vijay. Who were the gatekeepers? Who became like in relation to Shringa? Who became one of them? Became Hiranyakasipu, who you know, Prahlad's father, who could be a bigger uh, asura uh, than him. But as I mentioned briefly last night, he's in Dasyabhav in a contracted, contracted form of Dasyabhav, so that uh, that Yudavira Rasa can uh, manifest in him because it's an enemy of. Uh, incompatible with Dasaras, so it causes Dasaras to contract rather than expand. If it should, uh, uh, if they should be combined, and in that way they could anyway offer the Yudavira or fighting Rasa with Narayan, who who couldn't do it in Baikuntha. That's a long story and so forth. But um, a similar uh, related explanation is what I offered. To, I think it was Giriraj Maharaj who asked me the question, how do I deal with some of these statements of Prabhupada? And people say, your guru said that, and you know, we'll kick on his head with shoes, and so forth. So I said that you know, these are moments of Prabhupada's um, bhava. And here he's saying the very words of Vrindavan Das Thakur. He's in the same bhava as Vrindavan Das Thakur, which is Sagyabhava, where Yudavira, this fighting with, with Bhagawan, it's a play fight, mock fight, if you will. But they play in earnest. They fight in earnest. It's play, but they fight. And somebody has to win. And Krishna gets pinned down sometimes. And 
Sridam's holding him to the ground and Krishna's looking up saying, I won, I won. <laughs> and Sridam's saying, what do you mean you won? He said, because my nose is pointing up and your nose is pointing down. Therefore you have lost. <laughs> he has to get off. So this is the, but they fight in earnest to, you know, to, to really defeat Krishna and uh, challenge him and uh, so forth. So this is a, a very friendly, this is a friendly, compatible rasa with Sakyarasa, as it's not for Dasarasa, because you're going to stand. In this, in the face of this emotional influence, Dasarasa, which is respectful, would diminish. Hmm? But in the case of um, Sakyarasa, it causes expand, and, and it's very common for friends to wrestle with one another in, in, in their youth and, and, and challenge one another and, and so forth. So it's compatible. Um, here, of course, this is not uh, if probably we look at him saying such thing in the bob of Brindabandas or in the bob of Sakyaras, making such a statement, uh, I'll kick on their head with, with shoes. Uh, we have an example of a devotee in Sakyaras and Sakyabhav being angry not at Krishna, hmm? or not at Mahaprabhu, but at people who are not participating. He's angry at them. So this wrote above, the ang- anger, anger is another rasa. It's one of the secondary rasas, as vira rasa is as well. Anger is not a rasa that mixes with sakya rasa in terms of being angry at Krishna. You can't be angry at Krishna with him and it's, have it foster your friendship with him. It's also not compatible with madhurya rasa, although Radha does get angry with Krishna. But that is not uh, Rhoda Bhav, that's a you know a a a, a, a vyabhichari bhav hmm? um, that is part of uh, compatible with madhurya rasa. So uh, at the same time, <laughs> it's a little complicated, but a little rasa thought was good. At the same time, the this um, angry rasa, rasa of anger, is neutral to. Sakirasa. So it can have a play within Sakirasa when the devotee in love of Krishna or Mahaprabhu becomes angry at those who are fighting with Krishna or against Krishna. So, so I explained like this to Giriraj and he was very happy to hear that explanation. How well, they, how well he could pass it on to somebody in a yoga community or whatnot, I don't know, but you have to look at a person like a prop, but a person like Vrindavan does and realize where everything w- they do and say, where it's coming from. Hmm? It's coming from very from that world we talked about last night where there are where there are not a city Anadi Siddha samskars that they've been that fully influenced by and and so forth and uh, and and in order to relate externally they may put that in check to some extent but it will come out and we're fortunate that it comes out even as they try to put it in check through everything they do and that's how we get by that company those some scars and by the things they ask us to do the services they give us the types of practices they give us and so forth to get together like this on these days as we're supposed to and 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 and, um, and promote uh, as you say uh, create um, uh, bhakti samskars. Hmm. So, Brindavan Das uh, is uh, um, a flaming friend uh, of Krishna, if you will, and it's a good example of how uh, how that uh, shows up 
in Gorlila, and we see it coming up centuries later in the in, in the person of our uh, Guru Maharaj, Yadisi Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, Kijai. Hmm? And so, uh, these early followers, as I say, Vrindavan uh, was the last disciple of Nityananda Prabhu. There were many of them. Uh, these are the kind of people they were. Their stories are very e- extraordinary, full of uh, miraculous dealings. The work of Chaitanya Bhagavat itself is is miraculous. And again, you just imagine what his place in the history of Gaudiya Vaishnavism is at a time of such need in the, in the entire Gaudiya community, community, the absence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he comes out with Chaitanya Bhagavat. And it's almost like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has reappeared. Like they say in the Catholic Church, right? Isn't it? I don't know if it's other forms of Christianity, but they said originally in the Catholic Church that 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 the Christ had gone, right, and he comes again in the form of the church, right? The form of the church he's present. So they you know, they were waiting for him to come back, you know, shortly. And after a while they really well I mean he come back in another way, he comes back in the form of the church and they, they formed this Sangha. They formed a Sangha. And in the Sangha he's present, in the rituals of the Sangha and so forth. So in the this is the Sangha. We get together, we recite Chaitanya Bhagavat and so forth and and uh, so just imagine his place and how all the Vaishnavas felt about him. Imagine if all the Vaishnavas felt like that about you. What a celebrated position to be in. This is the person we're we're talking about whose day we're, we're celebrating today. Vrindavan Dastakur Mahasaya Kijai. Oh, Premanandi. Also, yes. I'm curious as to why do you think Prabhupada translated Chaitanya Charitamrita and not Chaitanya Bhagavata? Why did he choose to do that? Um, um, that's a good question um, because to add to your question <laughs> rather than answer it, uh, which you could expect from someone like me, that it, uh, uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur didn't even allow his disciples to read certain sections of Chaitanya Charitamrita, like the Anti Lila they couldn't read. The Ramananda Samvad they couldn't read, and he um, did a commentary on Chaitanya Bhagwat, and that was the regular uh, f- standard fare hmm? for Gorlila, Chaitanya Bhagwat. This was his, his emphasis. And here, uh, his disciple, Prabhupada, came and translated Chaitanya Charitamrita in America, right? I think um, that uh, Prabhupada. Um, uh, was and he said it himself was drawing great uh, relish from Chaitanya Charitamrita on the boat over and it carried over onto the shore and the testament to that is his early lectures in New York were all from Chaitanya Charitamrita I just think he was living on that it kept him alive and and nectarized on the voyage so to speak that's all he had he didn't have a copy of Chaitanya Bhagavad I don't know how well he had ever studied Chaitanya Charitamrita previously, but maybe he didn't because Bhakti Siddhanta didn't, didn't make it readily available and books weren't so readily available, but he had what he had. And for all I know, it was the first time he ever read Chaitanya Charitamrita. It wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't be a surprise. It's, it's possible. It's just a you know conjecture as we go here. It's, it may not have been the case. And, but at any rate, he wrote on the boat in his own diary that I'm, I'm, I'm living on on Chaitanya Charitamrita, and he made a couple of statements about 
it really, it really, it really, really moved him. That book. I mean, uh, in relation to me, I mean, I remember once I wasn't on the walk, but it was in Berkeley. I heard the recording, and somebody said um, that Prabhupada was thinking that we should uh, start to make Bengali sweets, and that we should sell them, and that way we could, you know, have a good business to support the temples. And Prabhupada said, "What is his name?" And then uh, that book, that boy. Who's distributing so many books? Tripari, yes, Tripari. He is selling the Bengali sweets. Chaitanya Charitamrita. So. You were our inspiration. Okay, well. We were writing the bands all the time. We were never in the temple, and we would read Chaitanya Charitamrita all the time because you did it. Yeah, well, I did it because you know what we got is it was this unbelievable book that. I was getting copies as they were coming hot off the press, you know, before they were circulated to the temples and reading it. And I was really like realizing everything's in here. The Gita's in here, the Bhagavatam's in here, the Bhakti Rasamrita's in here, because all these verses are quoted, you know, the whole, which is the expertise of Krishnadas and such a complete electrifying uh, text, if you will. And so, yeah. But anyway, Prabhupada, uh, yeah, he really um, was uh, moved by that in his early lectures in New York. We're all from Chaitanya Charitamrita. That's where he kind of started. And uh, he translated it very quickly also. So, as you know, he was way ahead of the publishing team and so forth in terms of their production. Um, so, that's all I know. Is why, why, he, why he translated that instead of Chaitanya Bhagavat. Yes? Yeah, I'm just wondering if you know who Vrindavan Dr. Thakur is in Krishna Well, he's identified with the Kushamapita, who's a younger friend of Krishna. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's—I he, didn't go into it further, but he's said to be the Vyas of Chaitanya Lila. So, of course, we know that there's the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the final work of Vrindavanda of, of Vyas, the book around which the other books orbit and are understood in, in context, um, and the theological implication, of course, of of the Srimad Bhagavatam is there in the very heart of the book in the Ras Panchajaya, the chapters about Rasalila, is where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appears because there Krishna is trying to understand himself from Radha's perspective. That's the birth of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and that's a chapter within the chapter. So you go inside the book, you go in, in into the through the different cantos, get to the tenth canto, the center canto, the main canto, then this main section uh, in, in uh, Rasalila, in the, the center of the Rasalila, uh, you know, you couldn't get deeper. That that's the zenith of the whole book, right there, and that's the birth, the genesis of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, where's the chapter? You know, you got there's got to be a, a, a sixth chapter to the to the text that somehow comes before the, the fifth chapter. <laughs> you know, and you got to go deeper in, into the pages of the Bhagavatam and we get into the lotus of, of Vrindavan and find the lotus of Navadvip and then there's a recording of that and that is the, the Chaitanya Bhagavad. It's a testament to the living nature of the sacred text of Srimad Bhagavatam, the living nature of the life story of Bhagwan Sri Krishna, of Gopal Krishna. Hmm? That's his life story and it has... Uh, has uh, you know no, no end, if you will. So the Chaitanya Bhagavat. That's why it was called the Chaitanya Bhagavat, and that's why he's called the Vyas. And of course, Vyas wrote 
the Srimad Bhagavatam in the Himalayas along the banks of the Saraswati, right? And Vrindavan Das wrote the Chaitanya Bhagavat at the Bay of Bengal where the Jalangi, the Saraswati is also there and the Ganga and and so from the top of the Himalayas, the source of the Ganga to where it reaches its destination. Hmm? This is so Krishna Leela is on high and it comes and unfolds and opens out into the ocean of the Bay of Bengal and then it's going all over the world. That's Chaitanya Leela and that's Chaitanya Bhagavat and that's the Vyas our Krishna that's our our Vrindavan that's the Vyas of Chaitanya Chaitanya of Gorlila. Hmm? That's a we could say more about it, but we talked for some time. It's a beautiful uh, concept, very insightful kind of um, way of looking at that that uh, that the uh, previous uh, charges have. Yes. Um, I have to clarify one thing before I ask my question. Is it Pundari Vijayaki who is the father of Radharani? The father of Radharani and Krishna Leela. Yes. Okay. So my question is: It's been a couple of years since. Right at the very end of Chaitanya Bhagavad Gita, um, Thakur has, he's making reference, I think he's got Chaitanya Mahaprabhu calling out to Pundari Vijayaki, but it might not be the correct. Yeah, I, I, I'd have to look at it and see. But. Oh, my father, Pundari. Ah. Yeah. Oh, my father, Pundari. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's like the last verse, or the verse right before the last. Uh-huh. And so then... I got the impression you speak often of how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is trying to, in a sense, become Radha. So I wondered if it was a correct understanding that that was him attaining that. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Well, it's uh, that idea is there in Vrindavan Das. He tends to write more broadly about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in a broader, kind of more accommodating way, in a sense, whereas Chaitanya Charitamrita is exclusively focused on that. And, of course, at the end of Chaitanya Charitamrita, we know that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu steps into the bhav with the last verse of Shikshastakam. So at the end of Chaitanya Charitamrita, his mission is successful. So I hadn't thought about that, but that's fair enough theological thinking to make the point and at the end of Chaitanya Bhagavat he gives a hint that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu this is what he's about um, whether you want to say he's actually successful maybe you, you could say and it ends in a similar way as Chaitanya Charitamrita but uh, certainly there are other places in the book where it's apparent that that theological Notion is is not uh, hasn't wasn't lost on Vrindavan Das Thakur. Okay. Yes. Otherwise, I couldn't think of why why is he saying that. Yeah. You got a good answer for yourself. You came up with a good answer. Pundarik Vidyanidhi Kajai. Okay. So thank you very much, and you've all had a, should make a pointed of a closed darshan with this very special Giriraj here. It's very very interesting altar.
inspiring and and what's Mahaprasad, you know, Kirtan, we may go on, so stay as long as you like. You can stay as long as you like. Haribo. <laughs> <laughs>